It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And like always, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Ways to follow the show, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche, send question, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And a little programming note, a couple programming notes before we get started. On Thursday, and this is going to be site-wide, so whatever show you listen to, if you listen to uh, maybe Locked On Broncos or Locked On Rockies or whatever Locked On show you might listen to, every single channel is going to be putting up a special round table. It's a Black Lives Matter round table with a handful of hosts from the Locked On podcast network. You have Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, Keith Pompey from Locked On Sixers, Cody Davis from Locked On Texans, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons, John Hickman from Locked On Texans, and your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. And uh, they had a roundtable recorded. It's going out to every single channel. Uh, no advertisements, kind of just a raw, real talk on everything kind of going on in the world and even when it comes to sports. So uh, that is going to be Thursday. You'll see that show up on the Locked On Abs feed on Thursday. Myself, I will be taking part in something similar um, with the hockey community. Uh, I'll be joined by hosts from the Locked On Sharks, from Locked On Flyers, uh, from Locked On Lightning, and Sarah, who does double time with Locked On Kings, and she does the Locked On NHL show. We will be doing something, recording it, I believe, Wednesday night which also might go out Thursday as well. I'm not going to put that on on my show. That'll be a separate show. I, th- I think it's going to go out Thursday or Friday. I'm not ex- exactly sure on when it is, but if you follow me on any of those uh, social media feeds, Twitter mostly, um, I'll put up an updated one on that. Because like I said earlier, like I, I do want this to be, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, uh, but I kind of want to keep this show on kind of to take people away from it for a little while. Because you can go get that news anywhere you want. Turn on uh, uh, any number of channels. And if you want to consume that stuff, which I do on my own time, then please have at it. But I don't feel like um, you know, Lockdown Avalanche should just be all about that. I know sometimes people want to get away from it for a little while. And if for 20 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes, um, I can do that. I think that's 
the appropriate thing to do with this show while still being respectful of the reality that is going on in the outside world. So um, I will be taking part, like I said, in in that roundtable. And uh, I'll keep you updated when that comes out. Like I said, it should be Thursday or Friday. So moving on to today's show, uh, some some news out there, which came out a couple days ago um, with the NHL moving on into phase two. And phase two to me is like the most, I guess the most exciting but most uneventful phase that we're going to have. I think it's the most exciting because it's the the first phase of something where we have something hockey related. But what that is, is really not much. It's just six dudes skating on an ice rink. Um, So while it's just the next step in where we eventually want to be with just full return to play and meaningful games. This is, you know, I think a lot of people are getting excited about this and I get it, but I was excited for maybe a total of four minutes. Um, and then it's like, okay, now we have this for the next three weeks. I mean, it, it it's not even practice. It's less than practice. And we don't get excited about practice as it is. So it's tough to get excited in the sense of like, you know, if this was going to go on for like a week, um, then maybe I would say, okay, like, yeah, let's, you know, rubber's hitting the road. Like we're going to get going, but we have this for probably a month. Um, and to just take it right from the NH web website beginning June 8th, sub- subject to each club's satisfaction of all the requirements set out in the phase two protocol Clubs will be permitted to reopen their training facilities in their home city to pay in individualized training activities off ice and on ice. Players will be participating on a voluntary basis and will be scheduled to small groups, a maximum of six players at any one time, plus a limited number of club staff. The various measures set out in the phase two protocol are intended to provide players with a safe and controlled environment in which to resume their conditioning Phase two is not a substitute for training camp. All necessary preparations for phase two include those that require player participation, which is education, diagnostic testing, schedule for medicals, etc., can begin immediately. And the NHL and NHLPA continue to negotiate over an agreement on the resumption of play. So, what is the phase two protocol? To my knowledge, that is just self-quarantining. So, I think people that had gone back to their home countries have come back and permitted that they have satisfied them quarantining since they've come back into the United States or Canada, they can go back to their clubs, training facilities. Uh, I don't, I, I have not heard anything specifically about the Colorado avalanche that they have taken the ice. I searched kind of high and low on the Google machine um, and I and I haven't seen for a fact that the the Avalanche have started this. Now maybe they have. Uh, if if you know of something or have read somewhere that they have, I, I think people are just assuming that they have because this is beginning June eighth, which is now two days ago. So that was Monday. So at some point during the week, I think that they they will obviously take the ice. Was it day one? Was it yesterday? I have not heard a thing. I would feel like, like I said, this is typically this would not be be news, 
but considering the situation that we're in, I think once the Avalanche take the ice, I think it's going to be like massive news uh, for really no big deal. And I don't want to make light of this. I don't want you guys to think I'm not excited about this. Of course I am. But they're just going to be skating around, and it's only a maximum of six guys. They're just kind of getting back into game shape and just minor things like that. So is it a step? Yes. Is it a big step? Yes. Is it anything that I'm getting excited about? No. I will get excited about phase three when training camp starts back up maybe a little bit more excited for that and then we all want games we don't want six guys on a nice we, we we get that part of it but uh that's nothing that has me the only thing that gets me excited is that like i said it's the next step it is the next step to getting back where we eventually want to be so for that reason i get excited about that am i scouring the internet i just wanted to see if they actually took the ice yet Am I scouring the internet to see what, if they have, who the six people were on the ice and, you know, what, what was, what were they working on? Like, I, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. I really don't. Uh, and maybe some people just because they've been without hockey for a little while do. Um, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but we want games, get us to games. And it's, I'm, I'm of the mindset of, we I believe it when I see it that we're back on the ice and and the ref drops a puck and and games are back because of everything else going on in the world we're not completely in the clear yet so is it is it exciting in a way yeah it's to me it's just the next step my name is Paul Stewart a third generation Irishman from Dorchester Mass I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. All right, so coming up, we're going to talk about the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy and uh, who was nominated for that on the Colorado Avalanche squad. But before we do that, we're going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com like we have been recently. Go to BuiltBar.com at the checkout, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get 10% off your first order. And they are having a big sale right now. If you order two boxes, you get 30% off. If you order four boxes or more, you're getting 50% off. And I have been talking about these flavors. I think I picked my favorite. I think Mint Brownie Delight is probably my favorite. So if I had to order one box of just one flavor, I think it'd be Mint Brownie. Incredibly healthy for you. Incredible tasting. No nut, no, no nuts. Not made in a facility that has nuts. If you have a nut allergy, you're in the clear. 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Like I said, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, 10% off your first order. 
All right, so the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy candidates have been released. And I think, you know, hockey has some awesome-looking trophies. Uh, I think the Masterson might be one of my favorites. It's just a really cool-looking tr- It reminds me of the Olympics with, like, these, like, four cups coming up and, like, it looks like flames coming out of them. I don't know. It's just a really cool-looking trophy. And it's for a... a Cool purpose. Uh, the trophy is awarded annually by the Professional Hockey Writers Association to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. And the the thing with this award is every team gets a nominee, and then it's whittled down more and more to, I think, three people, and then it's picked from one of those three. Uh, the, the headliners for this one are Oscar Lindblom, of the Flyers, Jay Bomeister of the Blues, and Bobby Ryan of the Ottawa Senators. And understandably so. I think a lot of people are going to be pulling for Bomeister for what happened to him on the bench with the Blues. Um, and I know a lot of people are pulling for Bobby Ryan of the Senators. And for people that don't know, like my, my, my full-time 9-to-5 job is a substance abuse counselor. Um, it's what I went to school for. It's what I'm trained for. Um, and it's what I do on a daily basis. So yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for, for Bobby Ryan going through what he went through, having to leave the team because of his alcoholism going and getting, I'm not going to get into it now, but you never really get it a hundred percent. You, you learn to live with it. Um, and for him to come back the way he did it, it, this is, you know, the, the, the term that sticks out to me in the explanation for this award is perseverance. Yes, sportsmanship and dedication to hockey. I would hope everybody that's playing in the NHL has some sort, some form of dedication to hockey. Uh, and sportsmanship, I think that's kind of more like the Lady Bing Award. So the perseverance thing is kind of the, you know, it's the first one in there. It's one that stands out. So if you were to have me pick out of those three, I'd probably go the Bobby Ryan route but I'm a little bit skewed in that uh, because of my my day job. For the Avalanche, I'm sure you've been, since I, if you didn't know that, that every team got a, uh, a nominee, or even if you did know that and haven't looked this up yet, maybe you're racking your brain thinking, well, who would it be on the Colorado Avalanche? And I was doing the same thing. I'm kind of racking my brain. And then when I saw the name, I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of him? Duh. Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves is nominated and again, it goes to the the perseverance thing. He was not a nobody. I mean, you're playing in the National Hockey League, but a no name. And we go back to that trade that happened, kind of like that 13th hour trade that did not make headlines anywhere. Maybe it was a, a throw in on uh, NHL tonight as as the credits are rolling and they're you know fading to black and like oh by the way the Colorado Avalanche traded for Ryan Graves, uh, and he's been. One of the the I don't want to say one of you know one of the many bright spots on the Avalanche team, uh, and it just goes to show you just give somebody a chance and look what they can do. And I don't think they had these long term plans for Ryan Graves, uh, but he's made it difficult for them. They 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 now have, and and we've talked about this before the the defense on this team three, four years ago was, was the, <coughs> excuse me, was the, the Achilles heel of this team. And 
now, today, and in the future, it is a bright spot among many bright spots on this team. So he has made it difficult for them as to decisions that they need to make on the defensive end. There's no way you can get rid of somebody like Ryan Graves the way that he's playing. And we keep throwing around the name Nikita Zadorov. Ryan Graves might be the reason why Zadorov might no longer be a Colorado Avalanche in the coming seasons. So uh, I think he's a good pick. Uh, I think he's the best pick, the best available pick on the Avalanche. Um, will he make it to the final three? I, I don't see that happening. I don't know how they do this. If they cut it down in half and then half again, I really don't know. Um, if they do it that way, maybe he makes a cut or two. I just don't know if they go from all 30 plus teams to down to three. So, um, I think the three that they list in the headline and you see it all, over. this is from the NHL.com website. Uh, but I, I've looked around on some other websites, and those same three guys, Lindblom, Baumeister, Ryan, are are the ones that people are going to think of. Uh, and it'll be good it'll be good to see. It's kind of a, a feel-good award. And uh, if nothing else, it just gets Ryan Graves' name out there, maybe get some more rec- name recognition, because Connor McDavid's on this list. So if you're on a list with Connor McDavid and Henrik Lundqvist is on this list, Malkin's on this list. So there's some, let's see, Joe Thornton, uh, like I said, Malkin, Shea Weber. So there's some high pro, Mike Giordano, high profile players on this list. So um, I think it's a, just one of those. A lot of people say, like, you're always, it's good to get recognized uh, when you don't win. But I think that's true for this one. I think it, it, it's, it's, you are the one guy on your team that's known for persevering. And I think that's Graves to a T. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and finally, and this is hot off the presses, uh, Dan Rosen over on NHL.com did a mailbag and just takes questions from people through Twitter. And one of the questions he was asked by some Twitter handle, I can't even pronounce says do you think we will see a blues versus bruins rematch this year and he flat out says i don't and obviously we have to wait and see how things emerge but right now my pick is the tampa bay lightning against the colorado avalanche in the stanley cup final i think it's time for both provided they emerge healthy uh he goes on to talk about the lightning uh which you can go check out locked on 
Lightning, if you want to hear about them. We are an Avalanche show, so we are going to talk about what he says about the Avalanche. As good as Colorado's forward group is, and it's pretty darn good, with Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, Nazem Kadri, and Andre Burakovsky, I think the Avalanche defensemen are an underrated strength of the team. Kale McCarr, Sam Girard, Eric Johnson, Ryan Graves, Ian Cole, and Nikita Zadorov give out, or excuse me, give Colorado a mix of strength, size, and skill that's arguably makes it the best group of defensemen in the Western Conference. The Blues will challenge that, and they'd have an argument. But the Avalanche can rely on the strength of their defense to help what is already a deep, skilled, dangerous offense. Their goaltending with Philip Grubauer and Pavel Frantzos may not be as battle-tested as others in the Western Conference, but it's good enough to push the Avalanche deep in the playoffs behind a strong group of skaters. So there you go. Uh, that, that That's... I think we're going to start seeing a lot of more of uh, predictions coming up uh, in the, the coming weeks. And Dan Rosen over at NHL.com, his pick is the Lightning against Colorado. He doesn't pick a winner, at least in this right up here, but uh, his his pick to go to the final, Lightning versus Avalanche. And it's, you know, and I've said this in many shows over this break, it's tough to make a a choice just because of this layoff time. But if we are going, pretty much all you can do is just kind of make a prediction based on where they were um, at the break and health-wise. I mean, you can gauge health right now. Avalanche are healthy. So doing what they did, we've said this multiple times, doing what they did up until when the season was suspended on that roster that was just decimated year the full for the full year uh to come back and have a full squad full squad 100% ready to go um if you're making predictions off of like i said just what you saw from the season and where teams are health-wise now i think you're going to see a lot of people picking colorado to go uh the east is a different beast not to rhyme. I didn't intend to do that um, because they're going to be beating themselves up. There's a lot of good teams in the East um, and in, in in the West, it's a little bit more spaced out. You have your top tier and then your bottom tier, but this is going to be nuts because these guys haven't played for four months. So we will see. I think you're going to see a lot of people maybe picking a rematch in the Bruins and uh, the Blues. I think you're going to see a lot of people picking the Blues, a lot of people, people picking the Bruins. Uh, maybe not to go up against each other, but I think sliding in there is going to be uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So that's one person who is on our side, and now we just got to see what he thinks for the series. Who's going to win it? That would be a really good Stanley Cup final between the Lightning and uh, the Avalanche. I would like to see that. So that will be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. So. Uh, like I said, follow me on Twitter if you're interested in that roundtable that I will be taking part in. I'll let you know when that's going to be up. That'll be on the Locked On NHL channel. Uh, and then, like I said, Thursday, uh, the roundtable for the the Black Lives Matter movement will be up on this channel and every other channel on the Locked On Podcast Network. So tune in for those, and uh, we will see you guys on Friday. Have a good one. Stay safe. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.